Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio today. My name is Kevin Peerage and I'll be your host. With the purpose of the church to bring unity in the body of Christ, cooperating with churches in your community is an effective tool in reaching the lost. We have with us today Jim Fox. He is the student pastor at the River Community Church in Cookville, Tennessee. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Well, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh... I'm really fortunate. I grew up in a pretty awesome family. My parents came to Christ when I was pretty young. Neither of them really grew up in a Christian home. And so I benefited from seeing my folks really be just sold out. My my, my grandfather wasn't a great a great guy. And, and so my dad, you know, in spite of all that, overcame that. He came to faith when he was about 12. And he has really had a heart for, for families and for kids, and so I've, and my mother as well, they've done uh, every kind of kids ministry and, and things at church as long as I can remember. And so I've always been challenged and encouraged by their heart for families that are going through a hard time, like both of them kind of experienced in, in one way or the other. My dad is really active in, in bus ministry. I know that's something from years past, yeah. but he's been doing that for 46 years. Wow. I figured up the other day that he's probably given about five to eight thousand different people rides to church, <laughs> uh, invested in them, helped work on their cars, yeah. and just try to pour into those families. Uh, something that that he kind of lacked uh, in with his dad, and and so he's been a he's been kind of an Andy Griffith, uh, just a godly figure. Uh, he and my parents uh, to to kids and to families for a long time, and I'm I'm grateful for their impact, for their influence on my life and. And, and lots of others, but that was a little bit of a tangent there. But I, I have been in student ministry for almost 25 years. I'm in my 24th year, and I have four kids, and they are awesome. Josiah is my oldest son, and he serves here at the River Community Church with me doing doing college and missions. Mm-hmm. And he was just married this year. My oldest, my only daughter, Anna Fox, is, is 24, and, and she's doing great. She does occupational therapy and travels throughout uh, this area. Uh, my middle son, Caleb Fox, is an education major, wants to teach kindergarten, and he'll probably get married next year. And my youngest son, Bryce Fox, is a senior in high school. So it's it's a crazy time in our life. It's been a blast, and I'm proud of my kids and what I see God doing in their life, and I'm grateful that I get to have fellowship with them and, and just see how God is, is working through them too. Yeah. And you're originally from Cookville? I was born in Cookville, but I was raised in uh, the inner city of Memphis, so oh. that was pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about your hobbies. I know you you and I met a couple of years ago, and we were just sitting, I believe we were at Conclave, 
and we were just yeah. sitting at the at the dinner table. We started t- talking about the outdoors, and you were talking about your interest in basically caving and ex- spelunking. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's a, you know it's a passion of mine, just in general, even in student ministry, just to get kids outside. You know, uh, nothing wrong with being techie. There's man, guys made us all different, but I I just do see the joy of getting students outside to see God's creation, just to interact with that, and just see His detail, His creativity. And so from an early age, my parents took, took me to places like the Lost Sea and Cumberland Caverns. And, and I think those kind of trips sparked an interest in me for kind of the unknown and what's out there. And, and so I started caving when I was probably 16. And in Smithville, Tennessee, there was a cave called Indian Grave Point, which is kind of a local, we uh, cavers would call that like a sacrificial cave because sometimes they have a lot of spray paint, a lot of trash sometimes. But it's actually a really neat cave. And so that's kind of where I learned uh, and really got interested in caving because there were places there that I wondered how would you get down there to see what's in there, and so it just sparked an interest in me that that has uh, been with me for a, a long time. So that you've had plenty of opportunities to be able to share Christ that way, have you? Yeah, yeah, we've had some some. It's kind of my side uh, mission field. I think God gives us all something that we enjoy, something that we love. It's a place that we can just connect with people and and build genuine, real relationships and. And, and I think that's a lot about what Jesus was about. And, and so he wants us to, as we go, to be, to be his witnesses, right? To be a light. And so I think God, uh, especially in the atmosphere of climbing and caving, that's something that I'm interested in. You build tight, close bonds with people and you're really dependent on each other. You have to, a large level of trust and, and camaraderie. And, and just so those relationships go deep fast and we just really, care about each other a lot. And so uh, as, as part of that, we're just sharing life together. And, and throughout that, we're hopefully answering questions about things that each other are going through related to our families or jobs or or relationships. And, and just an opportunity to speak into how Christ has made a difference in my life is something that I really look forward to and, and sharing that hope that we have for the next and greatest adventure, which is eternity with Him, right? Right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of neat that here you have guys who love to do caving and splunking. I don't know the term, technical term that you all That's use. That's fine. Yeah. But they love that. But they're out in all God's creation. And what scriptures say about that? Uh, you know, all of his creation really tells of who he is. It and does. And so it gives a great opportunity to be able to share who God is and that what he's done for us. That's just a neat uh, hobby that you have and those opportunities you have. Absolutely. I love to remind people that, that faith uh, and science don't have to be at odds, hmm. you, you know, because uh, uh, they, there's so much there's so much connection there, you know, uh, uh, with seeing that there is a where there's a design, there's a designer. Uh, you know, science is awesome, and we learn a lot as we do research. And a lot of what we're doing is we're pushing to new places, we're exploring places that no. Uh, no one's been and we're getting to survey this, those places and so we're doing research and a lot of those things collecting data those are all important things and aspects of science and and faith and science can can work together you know we can we can learn from each other and I'm grateful that uh, there is a designer that cares about us and loves us and he's so creative and and bigger than we can imagine yeah well I appreciate you sharing uh, with me about that I think that's just a neat hobby uh, that you have and the opportunities you have with that. And, and of course, I say a hobby, I say that lightly because uh, as we've just talked about this, I realize that you are a little bit more on the professional side than you tend to lead to. So uh, 
I think that's a neat uh, interest that you're involved in. It's just a passion of yeah. mine, and I just love love. That. I'm grateful for the relationships and friendships, and and all the places that I've gotten to see. God has been so gracious to me to to let us find new places and explore new places, and and just just have such a good time uh, enjoying what He's given us. Well, you know, uh, you and me have talked a little bit before we uh, began uh, our podcast, and about how each of us, God makes us have our different interests and that makes us unique. And so I know that what your interest is does bleed over into your ministry and how you impact your youth. And I know you mentioned something about being able to take youth out to this, go out and experience nature, experience caving. So Tell me what your passion of ministry is. Well, you know, uh, as we're doing all those things, my my heart's desire really is just to to reach students, and that's just kind of a, an acronym that I that I use uh, to really want to see them focus on those things in their own life to be reaching their friends. The R stands for reaching their friends for Christ. E, I want to see them equipped to serve Christ using those gifts, those talents, those abilities, whatever that is. There's so many different things that people are good at. Uh, and and using that for Christ, seeing that they can use that to serve God and, and make a difference in what he's doing in the world. Uh, I want to see them attached. A, a stands for being attached to a small group, really connected into a community of people where they're sharing life together and, and working through those problems and learning to apply scripture to situations. And, and then also to see them, the C stands for celebrating Christ through worship. Uh, I love to, to do that with kids, whether it's in church or at a conference or outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's just great to celebrate Christ through worship. And the H stands for helping others to uh, to see them uh, serving and using those gifts, getting out there and, and really making a difference in people's lives. And uh, it's, a, it's a great way just to build community together and to really make a difference, to make a difference for eternity in people's lives. And, and uh, a verse that's really important to me when I think about uh, getting to serve students and my passion with them, I, I love these verses in Colossians 2, 6 and 7. It says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you are overflow with thankfulness. And so those are some of the keys that I want to see those students as we're out there exploring his creation, as we're digging into his word. We want to just put down roots in their faith so that their faith is strong. So when those storms of life come and all the crazy things that they experience in their families, homes, schools, that that they're solid, that they have a foundation uh, to carry them through. Like I've seen that uh, make a difference in my own father's life when he when he uh, had some struggles in his home and uh, so many students these days have a have, have a lot of fights uh, that they're that they're dealing with uh, different ways uh, of man, abuse and there's so many crazy things that students deal with. I want to see them be able to put those roots down and and just really grow and have that peace and joy uh, that Christ brings. Yeah, we had to strengthen our youth. I, I was talking to my daughter this week and she said uh, uh, she has a friend that is has become Hindu. And uh, she, uh, her, so a friend asks, it, uh, so do you think I'm going to go to heaven? And Hannah, without hesitation, says, no, I don't think you're going to. And so, uh, of course, she didn't respond very well, very actually very negatively to her friend. But, you know, it was a point that uh, she was willing to, to say what needed to be said. She said it in a loving way, but uh, she wanted to tell the truth. 
and it's hard for youth to tell the truth sometimes. Not not to tell lies, but to just stand up and, and stand for the truth unless they're discipled, right? And that it, if their relationship God means something in their hearts. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I just think, uh, you know, I just encourage students to learn to, to listen to other people, to be patient, to listen and understand what other people's roadblocks might be, you know, uh, in their friends' lives. I think uh, a lot of times we uh, we want to bring the dump truck. You know, I've been guilty of wanting to bring the dump truck and back it up and share everything I, I know or that God has taught me. But a lot of times we need to learn to listen and, and, and understand what some of the roadblocks other people might be having to faith you know, to, uh, to have the courage to, to, to build the trust uh, needed, you know, to earn that trust, the right to be heard, and to overcome some of those stigmas that people have related to Christianity. You know, people have a lot of negative uh, stigmas related to Christianity sometimes, and, and uh, just encouraging kids to learn how to defend their faith and, and share what they believe and why. Right. So what do you see trending in uh, youth ministry right now? You know, I, I think uh, I think always. I think uh, students just need mentors in their life more than ever. I, I think uh, even our culture is seeing, you know, how how unhealthy the comparison trap is through social media and things. And I think people are wanting more of a genuine connection. And so, uh, so I'm always looking for more uh, leaders that can really get on their turf, you know, outside of church to build relationships, to root for them on their sports team, or or go to their, uh, you know, whatever their choir uh, or soccer or whatever things they're involved in, just to build a relationship, to be able to be uh, a voice in their life, to be there to answer the hard questions and, and just to do life with them. That's something I'm always looking for as leaders that can, can invest and, and, and really uh, be there for them when they're, when they're ready to share the things that are on their heart. You know, it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, youth, we live in this media age and we have in a while, but, you know, kids are on their phones. I mean, uh, my, my girls, it's like they can't be on their phones during school, but they, they walk out and then in the car and their phone is right three inches from their eyes. Now, you know, I always make a comment. So have you been on your phone all day long? The funny thing is, is that it's almost like a, they, they're kind of engulfed in this information and that it, it separates them from people, but they're starving for those relationships. And, they, and that's what they're searching for. Sure. And so that's why they, they gather together. And that's that's uh, what's really drawing them to you. You had tell me I can't remember. You said how many uh, youth you had last night? Oh yeah, we probably had around a hundred, about a little over one hundred twenty students last night. That was really. Uh, really exciting just to see kids come together and just build relationships. We have an afternoon time where where they you know are playing games and and cards and whatever they're doing just to spend time together and and we just uh, spend time getting to know them during that time. We have a free meal and then and then just get to have worship together. It's uh, it's it's fun. Yeah. So tell me where what area uh, in your ministry that's being successful right now. I'm really encouraged just lately in our partnering with other churches in our community to uh, to to reach more students and just to see that that we can work together. Uh, one of the themes that we've had lately in our in our services have been better together. We've been our pastor is always uh, super encouraging about when we talk about another church. A lot of times, I think sometimes we're guilty. Uh, maybe churches are insecure, or maybe we're just judgmental. But when you mention another church. 
what maybe we're jealous or we're worried about them having more people than us. But man, aren't there enough lost people to fill up all our churches? Right. And I'm grateful for my pastor that when I hear him talk about another church, man, the first thing I'm going to hear is something positive. He's going to say something great that they're doing for the community, uh, no matter what's been said by someone else or whatever. And so I just think there's a, a huge benefit in us being able to partner with other, other churches and serve together. Uh, Wednesday before last, we had almost 400 students here from, I think, 10 different churches came and just for a community service. And it's great for students to hear testimonies from other students, to hear from another youth pastor besides me, yeah. uh, to, to, to hear what God's doing, to see another familiar face on their campuses that say, hey, there's a person that they might not have known was a follower of Christ that they can connect with and, and maybe team up with, man, to, to love on their friends and, and to share the hope that they have in Christ too. Yeah. Have you uh, had other churches share with you how what kind of impact that has has had on their church as you begin to gather together like this? Well, I know uh, I've I've uh, I've served on a I've served in student ministry for almost twenty five years, and I a lot of my churches were a lot smaller uh, that I served in, and so I always love times like we're doing now. We're we're bringing other churches together, and so when when uh, so we have a lot of churches in our area that are that are running smaller student ministries, and so it's fun for them to be able to come together in a large group of students and have sort of that uh, uh, just big uh, fun worship service together uh, where. They they can where we can get together and serve and, and worship and, and they can have a voice in what we're doing as well and and just connect with the big C right the big church right. uh, the the community uh, of Christ that we're all a part of. Now you mentioned something to me before earlier about uh, that you were doing a, a, a local uh, D now at your church with all the other churches. How does that work? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're we're coming together on the October the twenty fifth to the twenty seventh, and we have several churches in our community, and actually out even outside of our town that'll come and and be a part of this, and and so it's fun. Uh, so we do a thing called this is a, a D now coming up, and so we've got a speaker coming in from Kentucky, great guy that's on fire for God, and and he's going to lead, and and so we'll do sessions together and get to worship together. And then we'll break off and stay in our own homes and things as far as that goes for sleeping arrangements and back to our own churches on Sunday. But it's, it's fun to come together and to, uh, to worship together and, and, uh, get in the word together. And then also sometimes we'll have opportunities to do service projects together and, and games and just, just have a good time. Now, the biggest need. We're family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest need that you, uh, see that youth have, I know you mentioned that they're really starving for these relationships. Uh, is there something that's uh, really uh, the biggest problem that they're facing every day that you see and you talk to youth every day that that's really a kind of a, a challenge that you have to to try to help minister to them in those areas? You know, I, you know, obviously the, a big a big uh, conversation lately has been about mental health. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of folks are struggling. Uh, you know, a lot of families in distress, whether it's finances or or social situations or or health situations within families. There's a lot of folks that are struggling with distress and mental health, and and uh, it's it's a it's a tough thing. And, and so, uh, really finding some solid uh, 
counseling for, for students. Obviously, we're going to give counsel and, and biblical counsel, but there's situations that kids face regarding suicide or or uh, identity, and there's just a lot of, of issues sometimes that they're going through when they've been through something tough in their family, whether it's abuse. There, there's a lot of times it's okay. There's going to be a need for professional counseling, and so we're we're always looking for uh, qu- quality people who could could assist beyond even uh, our resources to go outside of us and be able to refer them to someone who can just really help them uh, get on track and deal with some of those issues that they're facing. I don't know if that's a topic that, and I haven't heard that, that many uh, youth groups are talking about mental illness, which I think is a great topic to deal with because it's really in the back of their minds, right? They're thinking about there's something going on or something's not right or I don't understand uh, why people interact or respond the way they do. And so they need those those questions answered, right? Yeah, I think there's just a lot of pressure right now. Just, you know, uh, as far as uh, it's a great opportunity for, for students to be able to uh, to take college classes while they're in high school. It's a great opportunity for some of them to, I mean, so many students now that I have are entering college as, 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 as sophomores or some even juniors. Uh, but but at the same time, with those opportunities they have to, to advance earlier, there's there is a lot of pressure to achieve, you know, to get that scholarship, to get the score on their ACT that they need. Uh, they're trying to work. They're trying to get their scholarships. And I do see a lot of anxiety sometimes and stress that students are dealing with. There's pressure from the outside, maybe pressure from parents for scholarships, pressure that they put on themselves. And, and so I think uh, a lot of those things are brought on. And, and then we have a real enemy that wants to, to really uh, mess with us. He wants to see us uh, uh, give up on ourselves, give up on life. And so a lot of kids are struggling with some of those situations. If you throw in conflict in family, if, uh, you know, if your parents are struggling or things like that, man, it can, it can be a load that they're trying to carry. And so we want to be there for them to help them carry that load and, and see them realize that Christ wants to do that for them. He can, he can get them through those, those hurdles that they're, that they're dealing with on a daily basis. Right. Well, now tell me, what's the, the biggest challenge that you personally face in ministry? I, I want to start by saying I'm grateful because I do have a, a large number of incredible volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Wednesday night, I've got over 20 small group leaders. We do small groups on Wednesday nights, wow. and we have uh, you know 20 to 23 small group leaders, and they're phenomenal. They do a great job, and I've got uh, adults that are helping on Sunday mornings with uh, fifth and sixth graders, and and we do FCA through the week at schools, and and I'm grateful for so many incredible volunteers who go are going above and beyond, mm-hmm. but but still with so many students that, that we have in our ministry, still always just looking for for more folks just that can build those relationships to give more of a one on one when we're when we're having uh, so many students that are there and there's so many needs, we want them to feel valued, we want them to have a, a place that's safe that they can know someone's there for them to listen to them mm-hmm. and to to give them just uh, good guidance and, and biblical counsel and, and just encouragement that they need, a friend. And I am grateful for our students who are getting on board with that too. We've got a lot of strong young leaders. I see a lot of strong young leaders right now. Just I've had just graduated one of the greatest, uh, strongest groups of students that I've seen just that have a, a mindset that's outside of themselves. They're thinking about how to meet other folks' needs, putting other people first, 
uh, seeing the bigger picture of what God's trying to do in the world around them and, and really being an intentional part of that. It's exciting. Right. Now, uh, tonight I'm here at your church and you're getting ready to do a uh, volunteer banquet, which I think that is such a great idea. So it tells me something. It tells me that your volunteers are so important that you're going the extra mile to help them to understand how important they are to you, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's something our church has been doing for a while, and it's it's so much fun. It's a great time. We it's hard it's hard to tell these folks not to help because they're such servants that they'll want to help tear down or or whatever at the end. But we have to make them go home. But it's we always do a fun theme every year. This this year it's Clue. Uh, <laughs> last year it was Price is Right. A uh, year before that it was Hee Haw. We just do a lot of fun stuff. Forgive them to give our volunteers a chance to laugh at us, laugh with us, play some games together. Yeah. And just uh, thank them for how much they go above and beyond every every week to invest in students and, and children and families. And they're working full-time jobs, and then they're volunteering, so many of them, five to ten extra hours a week. And, and it's making a huge difference in, in the way that we're able to reach our community for Christ. And you're expecting about how many volunteers tonight? We, we had better have over 200. Wow. Well, I really appreciate that. And I really think that sets an example for us. Because I think that's a struggle for ministers to, uh, first of all, try to get volunteers and to uh, keep them as well. And part of that is just showing appreciation and to just being real with them and helping them buy into this ministry that you're all, we are all in this together. Yeah. So th- I think that's such a, a great idea. And, and, and you, you all have, have learned some wisdom through just dealing with all volunteers and you can see what you're doing tonight. Also share with me a little bit about uh, how does going away and overnight, if you take a youth or adults or whatever, somewhere other than where they live, how does that impact those people's life or impact your church? I've just had so many students and even parents over the years talk about how the difference of a mission trip or a camp experience or a Disciple Now weekend away at a camp, the impact that had. Because like we say, our, our lives are so busy. It's a it's a dedicated time where we're going to stop, we're going to pause, we're going to slow down and, and give ourselves a good opportunity to really listen to what God wants to speak into our life. And we get to build relationships with other people uh, and really try some new experiences and get a larger view of the world around them. And, and that's a great way to do that. And also, as we're, we're thinking about partnering with other churches in our community, there's so much that we can learn from each other. I love getting together with other student pastors or uh, other other folks in our community. There's so many uh, different ways of doing things and ideas, and I'm just grateful that we are really are on, on the same team to reach folks for Christ, and I'm always encouraged by hearing what God's doing in other places. I just encourage us all to not compare ourselves to another church, but just to celebrate the victory because we truly are on the same team and a part of this big sea, this big church that God is uh, working on uh, around the world, and and we need each other. Well, Jim, thank you for sharing with us how cooperating with local churches can make a lasting impact in the lives of teenagers today. I really appreciate that, our time together here. Uh, also, thank you to our listeners today, to our podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for uh, Jim or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptistcamp.org. Until next time, I hope that you will look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers 
of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.